I'm Martin. I'm Jay. I'm Rage. Together, we're gonna find out. Why are they mad? Why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? Right in front of me! Yeah, I'm a I'm a man of small words, large actions, okay? <laughs> You're a man of small something. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't even seen this man eat an extra large, okay. I don't why would you buy an extra you can't ever buy an extra large, you fucking gaslighter. <laughs> you probably haven't had a HSP in two minutes before. Oh uh, HSP. Dude, I ordered a HSP last night. They cancelled my order because it was raining too much. Is this another reason why we should all have private chefs? You could actually be your own private chef as well, it's crazy. <laughs> what ended up happening was they cancelled my order, so I had to go fry up three wieners on the on the stovetop and it was terrifying and you set off the fire alarm really well okay well no not quite but i (laughs) thought i was going to because like the pan was all like slimy and really hot and spitting so i was like all right i'll pour some water on it oh my fucking god dude (laughs) what are you doing what are you doing then i put water on it and it went it was like when you destroy a horcrux you know and the big voldemort snake comes out like (laughs) (laughs) was that it was that an intentional harry potter job i mean yeah well am i gonna make that unintentionally (laughs) am i gonna say it was like a horcrux as in like is that a reference to, to like reg saying that you always reference harry potter and you don't stop talking about it yeah 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 Let's say it was, yeah. Anyway. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Very, very <laughs> He's trying to get out of this the easy way. Very funny. The reason why I say these things is because it's true and he proved my point true. <laughs> no, you're gaslighting me. It's I'm not. You, just, you, just, you make up a lot of fucking Harry Potter fucking jokes and memes and shit. And it's Dude, like, this is get just over like, it. This is just like that bit in Harry Potter when uh, Seamus doesn't believe Harry <laughs> that he fought Voldemort in the graveyard. But you know what? At the end of the day, Who Seamus the fuck was fuck is wrong. Seamus? Who's Seamus? Seamus Finnegan. He goes, my mum don't believe you, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) You would have known. You'd know if you uh, read the book. Uh, Yeah, you probably would. You're probably probably exactly right. He's a little Irish kid. And he goes, I'm Seamus Finnegan. And Harry's like, Seamus, your mum. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. This isn't a Harry Potter show. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, are you sure? (laughs) Dude, stop gaslighting me about everything, okay? Either way, you're. I don't know how you don't know how to cook. On an open flame yet. I just had the thought that we keep making these jokes about gaslighting. Is that, is that problematic? Nah, no. nah, nah. I think we're bringing, we're bringing, like, a lot of people wouldn't know what that means, and so we're bringing attention. <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone true. knows what it means. I think you're gaslighting yeah. our audience right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ca- catch it on a recording, but uh, we actually heard Reg say before to Chloe, quote, you don't know what gaslighting is. <laughs> she doesn't. She keeps asking me. She keeps saying, I don't think I know what gaslighting is. And I keep saying, yeah, you don't know what gaslighting is. Speaking, speaking of Chloe, I was I was laying in bed the other night. And uh, Chloe earlier in the day had told me that uh, she got a new job. And I was really happy for it because, you know, that means she's going to get all the money. She can, you know. All of the money. Yeah. she. W- it means that we, you and me can go overseas more. So. Yeah, exactly. We, we can ask chloe to lend us some money so I, I realized that i'd forgotten to respond when chloe told me she got a new job and then i realized i had a question about chloe's job because chloe is a weatherman um <laughs> she's not, <laughs> she is not. <laughs> so I, I sent chloe a message saying can you explain humidity um and then she, she sent me back nine paragraphs explaining humidity 
and um, I, I didn't know what to reply, so I just said, wowza. Why are you messaging her? Now she's just going to come over more, and she's going to come back over here, and I'm going to have to disrupt the podcast once again to Well, talk maybe to her. you should not have an alcove. Maybe you should have a, a room that you do this in. I, could, I can't afford a room. <laughs> Dude, just record it in clean shirts, please. No, because he does naked yoga. He's so, he's so yeah, quiet. He does do naked yoga. Hey, he I does never... naked yoga. I asked him as a joke. I was like, if you do naked yoga, do you ever get like little drip stains on your yoga mat? And he's like, yeah, every time I get up. <laughs> 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 every time he what? Gets up. Gets up because he's like, he's, he's like dingling will like drag along it. You know? Oh, and man. He, he keeps referencing like the, the countdown until he uh, gets the Prince Albert or whatever it's called. What's it called? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I just know he's gonna send that, and I don't want to see it. I don't think I don't think he will, and I would I want to see it. Well, actually, no, no. Here's the thing: I don't want to see it, but I w- I won't be able to stop myself because just out of yeah. like morbid curiosity, you know. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm. That's it. Morbid curiosity. It's like, like it's like when you're on live leak, and you know, it's like man gets head blown up by brick that comes from the truck in front of him. You know, like. But is it normal for morbid curiosity to make your mouth salivate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it normal for yoga to make clean shirts dig salivate? <laughs> anyway, my morning was ruined because I woke up and I made a coffee and I went outside to have a smoke and I uh, I moved the blind, but there's all these fucking stupid fake plants on top of the like on the rafter above the where the blind is, and one How of them fell down and landed directly in my fucking coffee, and coffee went fucking. Uh, <laughs> I was how'd so they, mad, How'd they get man. there in the first place? Yeah, that's what I fucking said. I said, this is not practical. This is fucking stupid. And Chloe's answer was just like, you just, you know, why aren't you being more careful when you oh, drop dude, it? she's <laughs> gaslighting you. Did you make another coffee? Yeah, I had to make another coffee, and I cleaned up what I could out of the carpet. Then I had to go to my job, so it all went hard, and I told Chloe that she had to clean it up because it was technically her fault. So. Was that at the top of your lungs or just not at the very top? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that that pissed me right off this morning. I was so fucking upset. I mean, like, especially in the morning and especially to your morning coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I just got up. I just made my coffee. I was like, okay, I'm going to go have a smoke, get ready for work. Because I had work in like 15 minutes or whatever. And this fucker just falls directly mm-hmm. in my fucking coffee, man. It goes everywhere. I was like, oh, my God. But the part, I think, I think the part maybe the most, man, like, it doesn't make me mad when accidents happen. It's when stupid things make accidents happen like putting things up there yeah putting <laughs> like, stupid things in stupid like i've broken two fucking fake plants now because of the way that's situated just don't, just don't, no fake plants just i think there needs to be a rule you could put a fake girlfriend plants, rule it's not, not no, no fake plants. what's the point of fake plants they don't add character i think they do i, I don't i think they add fake plants like it's like fuck I, it's, I'm, 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 kind, I'm kind of on the same boat. obviously a real plant would be better but I still think a fake plant can make things a little bit nicer. I don't know. Even then, it's like plants outside. Yeah, cool. Plants inside. I don't know, man. Like we had, we had to put some plants like in our shower because the cats were trying to eat them. And for whatever reason, Lucy just never took it out of the shower. So this plant like died in there. And I don't know. Some some weird greenhouse effect happened, and all these bugs started living in this. <laughs> <plant>. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay, so you guys are just bad at looking off the plants. Whenever, whenever I had a shower, whenever I had a shower, there'd be all these bugs just flying around in like a cyclone around the shower. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right, before we start, uh... I was working on a new, uh, I was working on a new theme song for the show. Yeah, it, was. it goes like this. It goes. Ba, 
And then you get like symbols, you go. Dude, when I'm doing Russian hard bass, okay. <laughs> was this specifically for the show? Or is this just a song you had in your head? I just make a lot of beats in my head. I'm like Dre. Yeah, true, true. But you know what happened to Dre? He had a brain aneurysm. He had no, too he many... sold lots of drugs. No, Dre had a brain aneurysm because he had too many beats going up in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do it, Rage. It's not safe. He made it, though. He was in hospital, but he was all right. Anyway, I'm not sure how much Russian hard bass would suit for the theme. It's not. It's just because it's just because it's... No, you get confused, all right? It's this hard bass. You're Russian confused. hard bass. I never He's said that. He's gaslighting me. <laughs> He's gaslighting me. I'm not. Oh, no. You just don't understand. <laughs> Russian hard bass isn't just fucking hard stuff. I, th- I think Reg is just annoyed that nowadays there's words for all the social engineering tactics he uses to like dominate people <laughs> dude if, if, it, if it was like the 1930s i would be so fucking rich dude you, you would be you could make the ponzi scheme before the, it got yeah. named the ponzi scheme yeah. while you're doing good before we start i'm gonna get some cheese sticks in the fridge okay hey jay why are they mad all right welcome to the why they mad podcast the show all about controversy and outrage it's nice to have you back or if it's your first time listening it's nice to meet you Check us out on Instagram at WhyThemadPod. Follow us. Give you a shout out in the next show. Now, shout out this week, Catherine. Thanks for checking us out, Catherine. It's nice to have you around. Hey, it was only one shout out this week. That means no one liked us last week, except Catherine. It was the banter episode. This is never going to go as well yeah. as the true crime. Yeah, the true crime one. Dude, that got us so many followers. Maybe we should just switch to true crime. Call it Why, why Are They Dead? <laughs> if you listen on Apple, leave us a review. Tell your family and friends about us. If our show does have you thinking, feeling anything, I want to hear from you. Send us a DM on Instagram, or you can email us at whythemadpod at gmail.com. Uh, we did get some fan mail this week. Uh, it was an email with the subject line, It's not a mobility scooter. And it came with an attached with an attached audio file. We've all listened to it already. It's uh, it's it's distressing and threatening. And I, I might just play a little snippet of it for you listeners here now. He confesses to a few crimes yeah, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boys, I thought it was time to clear up some misconceptions from your podcast the other morning. This here is no fucking mobility scooter. No basket on the front, no fucking flag on the back. Not a mobility scooter, okay? Two 1,000 motors, front and rear. Okay, 2,000 watts of power. Ten times the regulated power in Victoria. Up the front here, we've got special storage for those things that you might need when you're out on your scooter. Here's another must-have when you're out on your scooter. If you've taken your can of bourbon, but you haven't finished it before you're ready to go, make sure you bring a cover for it. So you can cover it and put it in your little pack there till you get to your next checkpoint, because that's what extreme sports are all about. Checkpoints. That piece of audio might crack some cold cases that are out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've gone from true crime podcast to true crime investigators. It's one of the most common fears experienced. Aviophobia. Fear of flying. But flying is, as we all know, a sort of what we've been told, the safest way to travel. There's a feeling that I'm sure anyone who's ever been on a long-haul flight can attest to. When you're up in the big tube, hurtling over the ocean, 12 kilometers up in the sky. It's a tough one to describe. It feels kind of like you're not currently a part of planet Earth. A sort of disconnection, extreme isolation. 
it's easy to forget that you're actually one of about a million people who are currently up in the sky, traveling on a superhighway above the clouds. To me, it's a liminal space, a space between one place and the next, a place where in time moves differently, detached from the mortal plane. It's the same feeling I get in an empty laundromat in my time, or an indoor playground, eerie, infinite, and all around a bit empty. So when you read about a plane crash, it's easy to put yourself in those people's shoes, or rather, their seats, because it's a seat that almost all of us have sat in before, and a feeling we all have a unique experience with. Commercial plane crashes are incredibly rare, but they do happen. In 2018 and 2019, the largest aerospace manufacturer in the world experienced two shocking crashes with its newest plane, and us passengers found out that Despite always being told our safety is a top priority, in this world of profit margins, shareholders, and intense competitors, there's only ever going to be one real top priority. Let's find out in episode 10, the Boeing 737 MAX disasters. You, dude! Do you, do you guys remember this? Like the 737 crashes? I've watched uh, a lot of um, air crash investigations, so I know some of them. No, to, to be honest, the name doesn't really ring a bell. Yeah, oh, damn. Is it a recent thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, 20, 2018, 2019. Well, I think that's good, though. You'll, you'll be able to find some stuff out. I'll be able to get your raw your raw feelings towards it. Do you think if do you think if it was available, Zeppelins would be more, like, would people, would people use Zeppelins? I wish, dude. That would be so cool. I think there's, like, uh, I've heard, like, them propose, so, like, a greener future, because I don't use, like... You can you can design them to barely not even use fuel. No, you know, dude, like a big blimp would be so fucking cool to go overseas in. Like you could have like a food yeah. court in there. You could have like a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you actually could, but that would be cool. Well, you could. I, th- I think they basically got replaced by cruise ships, right? Like cruise ships. Are you fucking- could put solar panels on the top of it. That's so much space. Like a uh, Gabby Petito's van. You got you got those solar panels to charge your phone. Oh, that dude, that's one. Yeah. That's one for the OGs. Okay, the real the real fans. <laughs> the real fans who came on board two weeks ago. All, uh, our only fans, I think, is probably more appropriate. <laughs> is it more appropriate? I would take a cruise ship fucking over a plane if it was like, like I think it's a lot more fucking. It's un, it's inconvenient to take a cruise ship because you have to go to like a port or whatever, right? Like. I'm like, a, you know, what's what's your point? It's like in Japan, like I'd prefer to take the fucking bullet train than a plane any day because the bullet train's fucking comfy. But would you rather take a cruise ship or soul plane? <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you guys see that? Um, did you guys see that footage of uh, who the fuck is the guy from Star William Trek went Shatner. to space? Yeah, yeah William Shatner. You see how he's crying and he was all like. I can't believe, you know, like, I've been to space and it's, like, this and that, yada, yada. He's, like, getting really emotional as he's crying. Mm. And then Jeff Bezos is in the background just, like, fucking spraying champagne everywhere and shit. He? like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. But you saw the footage of William Shatner, right? No. no. Okay, well, Reg did. Yeah. How, how old do you think William Shatner is just from looking at that footage? Um... Don't Google it. I heard a click. Yeah, I also heard, I heard a, click. a click. I just wanted to, want to remember what his face looked like. Um, I would say he's, like, 60... No. 72 dude he is 90 he is the healthiest he's the the healthiest 90 year old looking person i've ever seen like i wouldn't be why is he so healthy it's crazy the question i had is william like what about spock when does spock get to go to space spock's dead is spock dead yeah leonard nimoy is dead 
What about the other guy? Oh, the, yeah. um, the, They're uh, all dead, dude. Why do you think William Shatner no, got one of, them, one of them isn't dead. I know one of them is for sure not dead. I'm just trying to remember what his William name is. William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. Uh, he's the... Uh, what the fuck is his name? George Takai. Ah, yeah. True, true, true. Well, maybe he doesn't want to go to space, dude. He's uh, he's maybe he's okay with living it up at home. Who would not want to go to space though? If someone's like, I wouldn't go. Space, I'm, I'm, like, I'm right. not going to fucking space, dude. Maybe if I was ninety, because then I'm like, yeah, I've lived it all. But until until then, you're not gonna die. Who the fuck dies on these missions? No one ever dies on space missions. Yeah, dude. Haven't you seen the safety is the top priority? Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about flying? Yeah, how do you guys feel about it? I uh. I've never had sorry, I'm eating cheese sticks. Um it's starting to really like I've had like seven now and it's starting to really <laughs> get me. Um block you up. Flying's fine for me. I've never had an issue. I quite like flying. Like I don't like it like it. Like, you know, it's hard to sleep or whatever, but I've never had an issue sleeping ever because I'm not a very big person. I just kinda curl up and I'm fine. Mm. It's more like I had to be like really quiet for a long time and shit like that, but it's kinda annoying, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty boring. At least you're pretty small. You can like if you're in the window seat you can uh you can like slither out without you know yeah the exciting parts are taking off and landing but then when it's like i don't know i remember flying from like la back to melbourne as a kid and i was like man yeah, it's so, so fucking like, boring on, yeah dude. that's a long ass flight i ended up falling asleep with like the uh like that event the like ac thing on onto my face and i woke up with the most like chapped dried lips yeah, ever damn. and i was just wrecked <laughs> that's a long ass flight this is a long fucking flight. It was 15 hours, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. As, as I've gotten older, flights just feel like never ending. But I, I have a recurring dreams about plane crashes. Um, Like, uh, and in the dreams, I will remember- I'm naked. Everyone else is naked. <laughs> I'll remember the previous plane crashes as if they had actually happened. That you were on. Yeah, <laughs> I remember my older dreams. And so, like... Wait, is there, like, a J, like, dream cinematic universe? I mean, for plane crashes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, I'll be I'll be dreaming that I'm landing at Melbourne Airport, Tullamarine. And I would have had a dream, like, a year prior that I was landing at Melbourne, Tullamarine, and we crashed. So, and when, so when I'm landing in this one, I'll be like, fuck, last time I landed here, the plane crashed. <laughs> so and then was- you look out and it's still there, not yeah. cleaned up. <laughs> well, the, the, last, <laughs> the last one I had, we landed safely and I was fucking applauding. I was like, man, that was so much better than the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I, I, asked the, I asked our listeners um, if they had ever thought that they were actually going to die on a, on a plane crash. Um, and uh, Holly, well, Alison Holly said that she was flying to Bali and like as soon as the plane took off, it like started like dropping um, to the right uh, and everyone was pinned to their seats and like all the shit went flying everywhere. Like a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, but then it leveled out and everything was okay. Um, and also, my dad, he, he flew on a, a, a plane uh, in, like, Nevada when he was, like, 13. And then, like, a week later, that plane crashed and everyone died. I ate something off my lap, assuming it was a bit of dropped cheese, but it was, it was not. Oh, no. I don't know if I should have eaten this many. I think I've probably eaten this. <laughs> like, I think it's probably about a block of cheese now at this point. Like, they're smaller blocks, but... Your blood's going to be so thick, dude. Right, I'll send you guys a picture. You no, clogged arteries. Of what? What are you going to send us a picture of? <laughs> of the lack of cheese sticks. This is a selfie. He's going to send so. an empty hand. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is my last one. I'm, 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 I just opened it and I'm like, should I eat this one or not? I need you guys' opinion. Uh, no, because I don't want to do this podcast and then realize that you've been dead the whole time. We'll have to re-record it. L- last story I just want to share real quick. Uh, when I was in Hong Kong like two years ago, uh, we were leaving the airport and our flight just like kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed. Um, and then they came over the intercon and they were like, uh, they're like, oh, technical issues. So we don't know what's going on. So I, I went up to the, you know, the concierge or whatever. And I was like, what's going on? And the guy's like, uh, they're trying to fix the plane. The plane <laughs> isn't working. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, let's get into it. You, you guys ready to hear about some corporate bullshit? I mean, always. <laughs> so, the Boeing 737 was, until October 2019, the highest selling commercial aircraft of all time. Dude, they cost so much. They cost, like, millions of dollars to buy. And I was like, they man, I, it'd be so hard to get into that market these days. <laughs> but I, I don't think you're ever going to get into the commercial aircraft market. I, can, I, can yeah. <laughs> I thought um, about it, but I was like, this is really expensive. <laughs> Uh, it was first introduced in 1968 to fulfill demand from airlines for a high-capacity aircraft that would be used for short-haul flights. So, if you guys ever flew up to Queensland, so like in the early, mid-2000s, you probably would have flown on some sort of 737. Do I remember flying on a plane before 9-11 and the, like, one of the stewardesses, I was very young, and one of the stewardesses came up to, like, my mum who was like, the, do the kids want to see the inside of the co- cockpit? Oh, wow. And then we and then we went in there. and The pilots gave us like dr- paint drawing books and or like coloring in books That's and so shit. Sick. And, like a little model of the plane. I got into a plane once with scissors, and I don't know how they <laughs> let me through. Uh, dude, I was a once, kid, I, once I went to Perth to see my uncle with uh, with my nana, and on the way back she had put all <laughs> she put all this like hair cutting equipment in my carry on luggage and like a fake water gun that looked like a real <laughs> pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I went, it went through the x-ray and I like got stopped and like you can't take any of this shit on the plane <laughs> dude who did this my nana <laughs> oh my god was it a prank no she's just like that <laughs> what do you mean she's just like that she's just like we'll see a thing of like hair cutting equipment she'll be like alright yeah I'm gonna put this in Jay's carry on so I can have it when we get back oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> alright she listens. She listens to the show too. Um, over the decades, hi Nan. Over, over the decades, it evolved through four generations. Uh, the original seven three seven in nineteen sixty eight, seven three seven classic in nineteen eighty four, the seven three seven next generation or NG in ninety six. That's the year I was born. Yeah, me too. Martin predates it by a year. If I remember correctly. I pre- predate everything. And the one we'll be talking about today, the 737 MAX. 737 is a twin jet, which means it's powered by two engines, one in each wing. And it's a narrow body airliner. So that means it's for commercial flights. It has one aisle down the middle and rows of seats on either side. Boeing, the manufacturer of the 737, is an American company. Its top competitor is Airbus, a European company. Together, Boeing and Airbus hold a 91% market share in the commercial aircraft industry. Boeing first began to muse on developing a successor to the 737NG in 2006 by appointing a development team with a production goal slated for 2012 to 2015. This was a slow-moving process, but it was eventually sped along by the announcement of the Airbus A320neo 
the next generation of the 737's top competitor. The A320neo introduced new, significantly larger engines below its wings, which burned 16% less fuel and had a 20% lower maintenance cost. New wingtips for aerodynamic efficiency and a rearranged cabin, which would allow for an additional 20 passengers without a loss of legroom. With these changes, it promised to be 15 to 20% more fuel efficient than its predecessor, the A320 CEO. After its announcement, the A320neo set a record for pre-orders for a new commercial aircraft. This included 130 to American Airlines, the biggest airline in the world in terms of its fleet size. And this was an act that broke Boeing's long-standing monopoly of American Airlines fleet. So before this, American Airlines, their entire fleet was Boeing, but Airbus, you know, they released this new plane and they were like, fuck, that's actually going to make life so much cheaper. And they uh, ordered Airbuses. Boeing was initially mum on whether they would re-engine the 737 successor, but American Airlines deal with Airbus effectively forced their hand. And in August 2011, Boeing announced it would produce a re-engine 737 that would be 4% more cost-effective than the A320neo. Effectively, Boeing's goal for the 737 MAX was for it to be just like the 737NG, but better. One of its selling points was that airlines wouldn't need to put extra resources into training pilots to fly the MAX, because anyone who was already certified to fly the NG would require minimal extra training for the MAX certification. It was to be the same old 737, but with better fuel efficiency, further range, and a higher passenger capacity. These announcements were enough to keep Boeing up to speed with Airbus, who for a while were running away with the competition. And over the years, with a steady stream of orders coming in for the MAX, it would eventually get Boeing back up to a 40% market share of short, medium-haul commercial aircraft. But, and this part's important, alright? So listen up. Are you guys listening? Are you guys seeing I'm this listening. picture? Have you seen the picture of it you put in here? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, which one? The Boeing 737 MAX. But, have you looked at the cool little Ferrari in front of it? That is pretty sick, <laughs> yeah. This part is important. It's going to relate to All the right. entire thing. I don't know what you're up to. During development of the 737 MAX, Boeing ran into a problem. The new engines that allowed for a big uptick in fuel efficiency, the ones that sat below the wings on the A320neo, and the whole reason Boeing had to make a new plane, these engines were very big, and the hull of the 737 was lower to the ground than the A320. So much lower that the engines couldn't fit below the wings on the 737. But they'd already promised that the MAX would be effectively the same as the NG, so Boeing was not willing to re-engineer the plane's design to accommodate the issue. Boeing's solution was to raise the engines up so that the top of them were above the wings. Yeah, right. How do they, uh, what, so... When companies buy new planes, right, say Qantas is like, I want a new fleet of planes, what do they do with the old ones? Do they rent these fuckers? Yeah, no, yeah, they, they either rent them to other airlines, um, they still use some of them, like the the 747, the like one of the biggest ever commercial jets. I've that, heard that name. That was being used by Qantas until last year, um, and that, that had been around since the, uh, I think the 80s. Maybe even the seventies. So yeah, they they either keep using them, or they uh, will retire them. They'll go, you know, they either go to scrap yards, they'll get melted down, or they'll rent them out to a lower cost airline, or they'll just sell them. 
How fast um, you reckon they make their money back on a plane? Uh, well, I, th- I think it probably depends on the plane. Like, if, if you're going to a 737 MAX, it's what? It's um, 20% more cost-effective than the 737 NG, so probably pretty quickly. I'm trying to get into the logistics of owning an airline because <laughs> I, am, I am interested. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll just get a bunch of helicopters and just do, uh, like, like, city transportation. Dude, uh, customer number one, Kirby Bryant. Um, oh, so, delete it. Christ. Delete it. <laughs> this change to the plane's aerodynamics gave it a tendency to pitch up too much when flown at full throttle during takeoff, which is what causes a plane to enter a stall. A stall is something that you really don't want to happen if you're flying a plane. Yes, thank you. We all know. Um, well, people might not know. <laughs> So we've got we've actually got two engineer friends who listen to the show, Pigtails and B Boy, and Fish Dick. Who the fuck is B Boy? It's Reese. It's recent engineer. I think so. So I can they could probably explain it better than I can because it has to do with like air pressure and angles of attack and all that sort of stuff. But think of it like if you throw a paper airplane up vertically, and instead of traveling in a nice clean arc it just sort of, like, tumbles back to the ground with its nose still pointing up. That That is basically how it still works, but, you know, on a big mechanical thing. It's a bad example. <laughs> it wouldn't even work like that. You'd throw it up and it would go down for, like, two sec- like a second with its nose up, then it would flip around and the nose would then go downwards. Is it basically, like, so the wings generate lift by going through the air, but you need to be going sufficiently fast enough for that to actually happen? In, in a helicopter, it's because the propellers stopped because someone got their rubber band stuck up there. So. <laughs> so, so Boeing's solution to this issue was, again, not to re-engineer the plane, but to add an automated software which would automatically pitch the nose of the plane downwards if a sensor detected that the plane was flying at too high of an angle. This system was called the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, or MCAS. The Boeing 737 MAX had its first flight in January 2016. It was certified by the FAA and the EASA in March 2017, and then entered active service in May 2017. Adhering to the promise of minimal changes, pilots certified to fly the 737NG needed only to complete two hours of written training on an iPad to be allowed to fly the MAX. That training did not include any mention of the new MCAS system. So, let's get into Lion Air Flight 610. Lion Air is a low-cost Indonesian airline based in Jakarta. It was one of the first airlines to order the Boeing 737 MAX, initially placing an order for 201 planes in February 2012. Indonesia is somewhat notorious for its high rate of plane crashes and lax safety standards. In 2007, the EU went as far as to ban all Indonesian airlines from its airspace, though in recent years its safety rating has drastically improved. And Indonesia now has a Memorandum of Understanding on Air Safety with the EASA. Lion Air specifically was banned from operating in the EU until 2016, and in June 2018, received a positive safety rating from the International Civil Aviation Org. You might wonder why this is relevant to this crash in particular, but the reality is that if the following incident hadn't occurred in Indonesia, it most likely would have been met with much more scrutiny from safety regulators. 
Lion Air Flight 610 was scheduled to depart from Soweto Airport, Jakarta, and arrive at Depati Amir Airport, Pankau, Penang, on Monday, the 29th of October, 2018. The journey had an average flight time of 51 minutes. The captain of Flight 610 was 31-year-old Bavi Sunjo, who had 5,176 hours of experience flying 737s. Bavi grew up in New Delhi in India and was Lion Air's youngest captain. Bavi was described as a methodical pilot who would always show up early to make sure he could properly run through pre-flight safety checks. He had a reputation with Lion Air's other pilots as the best guy to talk to about safety issues. Bavi's co-pilot was Javino. He was 41 and had 4,286 hours of experience flying 737s. He was from Jakarta and had a wife and three children. And I found out Javino, um, like he only had one name. Apparently, uh, some sometimes people from Indonesia only have one name. Oh, really? Yeah. On the night before, Flight 610 was scheduled to take off. A Sunday, the same aircraft had flown from Bali to Jakarta. During that flight, passengers reported heavy shaking and the smell of burnt rubber in the cabin. At one point during the flight, the aircraft dropped 200 feet, and the pilots relayed a pan-pan message to air traffic control. So a pan-pan is an in-flight emergency that doesn't currently pose a risk to life. It's one step down from a mayday. So if you say mayday, mayday, it means like there's a problem and people might die. So according to reports, a third pilot who was traveling as a passenger during the flight was present in the cockpit during the incident. He was trained to fly the 737 MAX and reportedly instructed the commanding pilot on how to fix the issue. And the pilots eventually canceled the pan-pan and completed the flight. Wait, wait, wait. Were the were the other pilots not trained on how to fly the 737 MAX? Well, the ones that were currently piloting that plane? Well, here's the thing. You remember how they only got iPad training? That uh, That's going to end up being, uh, being important. Oh, no. Yeah. The CEO of Lion Air said that while there was a technical issue on Sunday night, it had been addressed in accordance with maintenance manuals issued by Boeing and that a team of engineers had given the plane the go-ahead to fly the next day. So Flight 610 departed the next morning at 6.20am with 181 passengers and 8 crew members on board. ATC instructed Flight 610 to climb to 27,000 feet but within two minutes, the pilots communicated that they had a flight control problem and requested a holding point of 5,000 feet. At 6.29, ATC asked Flight 610 whether they were descending, as they appeared to be on radar. Javina replied that because of the flight control problem, they were now controlling the plane manually. At 6.30pm, a runway was cleared at Jakarta Airport for an emergency landing. At 6.31, pilot Bavi informed ATC that altitude could not be determined as all aircraft instruments were indicating different altitudes. At 6.32, air traffic control attempted to contact Flight 610 twice, but received no response. The aircraft disappeared from radar, its last point on the Java Sea. It crashed into the ocean, killing all 189 on board. Fucking hell. The cockpit reporting device would reveal that over the 13 minutes between the Flight 610's takeoff and crash, the plane's onboard software was continuously telling the pilots that they were in a stall and automatically pushing the nose down while the pilots took turns reading through the quick reference handbook to try to find a solution, while also manually adjusting the plane's pitch to avoid entering a nosedive. The cockpit audio recording has never been released to the public, but it's reported that both pilots remained calm right until the end. 
recovery efforts started about an hour after the crash, but it was quickly established that there were no survivors. Wreckage was spread out over 25 kilometer radius. Each family of those killed in the crash of Lion Air Flight 610 was given a one-off payment of $3,534 by an Indonesian government-owned insurance company. Damn, okay, now I'm mad. <laughs> it's pretty fucked, right? That's fucking, dude, that, no way. Come on, that's fucking gross. Putting, like, a monetary value on people's life. Well, would you prefer I didn't get paid anything? No, I'm not even talking about the pay, even though it is such a low amount. But, like, 189 people just vanished in an incident. Yeah. Like, like oh my god. Dude, wait, wait till we get to Boeing CEO. <laughs> He's so fucking evil. And the thing is, Lion Air was a private company. Like, it, they probably would have had to pay more money if it was Garuda, Indonesia, which is, like, the flag bearer. But, again, the money isn't really... The, well, it is part of the issue because it's fucked up. It's fucked up that someone dies and it's like, okay, here's some money. You know, like, but anyway. I mean, there's nothing better they can do, right? But I think more money would be appropriate. So, but, like, can we go over what actually happened before in the 13 minutes between the takeoff and the crash? Like, how, how, how did that actually, like... So, it was telling the pirates that they were in a stall and pushing the nose down. Yeah. And they were trying to... And that was going to cause a stall? Is that... So, we, we get into it a, a bit more in depth in this next bit. But, basically, okay. what we've found out so far is that when the pilots were flying the plane... The MCAS kept saying that the plane was going to stall and was automatically adjusting the nose down, even though they weren't about to stall. And the pilots basically were manually trying to move the plane upwards out of the nose dive, but the MCAS just kept on doing it. And obviously they didn't know what was going on, so they were flicking through the manual. In the immediate aftermath of Flight 610's crash, a wide-scale investigation was launched to establish its cause. This included representatives of the Indonesian, Singaporean, Australian, and American transport safety bureaus, as well as a team of Boeing engineers and technicians, and personnel from General Electric, the manufacturer of the 737 MAX's engines. In November 2018, findings indicated that the plane was receiving incorrect angle of attack sensor data, causing the plane to pitch down. So maintenance had assumed that this was due to a faulty sensor, which they then replaced. The Indonesian Transport Safety Committee found that the aircraft had not been safe to fly when it departed on October 29th. The preliminary report was to be released on November 28th. Before its release, word began to spread that the report would reference a little-known anti-stall feature on the 737 MAX called MCAS a system that Boeing publicly acknowledged for the first time on November 10th, 2018. Oh, okay. So they they'd kept that hidden until they were sort of forced to reveal it. Yeah. Wow. On November 14th, the American FAA announced that it was investigating whether MCAS featured a design flaw. The description of the potential for repeated automated changes to a plane's pitch reportedly shocked independent engineers who read the report. One former flight control engineer for Boeing, Peter Lem, said, quote, Reg, you want to give us this quote? Um, yeah. Oh, you have to ask me right where I took a big mouthful. <laughs> to contemplate commanding the nose down clearly is a major concern. For it to be triggered by something as small as a sensor error is staggering you. It means somebody didn't do their job. There's going to be hell to pay for that. Whoa. I don't understand. Why did why did they crash though? Like they they took manual control, right? So then the set the automatic thing shouldn't have been working, right? Alright, I'm gonna explain this the only way Reg will understand. 
you know in Terminator 2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much easier would it be if, like, if John Connor's army could just, like, turn off all the T-200s, be like, stop? Well, I mean, the war would be over. Exactly. They couldn't do that because the robots by then had a mind of their own and they were just killing machines. It couldn't be stopped. Oh, so it was malfunctioning or greater knowledge AI. Or just, you know, really badly programmed. Right. No, that makes sense. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Um, and again, there's, there's, like, there's way more in-depth um, engineering and physics that goes into this. I, I tried to just put the bare minimum of what would make it make sense. And the, even then, it's hard to totally understand. The only thing that I engineer is a parasocial relationship. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and cheese sticks. Your body engineers them into poop that takes like four days to come out. <laughs> yeah. It might have been a bad idea having so much dairy today. Maybe. So, so at this point, uh, multiple pilot unions in America voice concern the Boeing had provided little to no explanation of MCAS. Boeing released a memo claiming that pilots had been trained to deal with issues arising from MCAS. Well, was it just like a little subtitle in their fucking red <laughs> space training on the iPad? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't in the iPad at all. <laughs> CEO Dennis Mullenberg stating in a message to employees, You may have seen media reports that we intentionally withheld information about airplane functionality from our customers. That's simply untrue. The relevant function is described in the flight crew operations manual, and we routinely engage with our customers about how to operate our airplanes safely. What a robot. <laughs> Southwest Airlines then released a memo to its own employees, stating that there was no reference to MCAS in the Boeing pilot manual. The day before the preliminary report was released, Boeing issued a public statement. It started like this. The Boeing company is deeply saddened by the loss of Lion Air Flight 610. We extend our heartfelt condolences and sympathies to the families and loved ones of those on board. Safety is a core value for everyone at Boeing and the safety of our airplanes, our customers, passengers and their crews is always our top priority. As our customers and their passengers continue to fly the 737 MAX to hundreds of destinations around the world every day, they have our assurance that the 737 MAX is as safe as any airplane that has ever flown in the skies. I don't know about that. You know how you see how that part where they're throwing like the hundreds of destinations around the world every day, they're like guilting you. They're like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to get around the world? Yeah. It then goes on to explain in great detail Lion Air's replacing of a sensor prior to the flight then states that the preliminary report does not clarify whether pilots of Flight 610 followed Boeing safety procedures. It ends by saying that any questions related to the investigation must be directed towards the Indonesian National Transport Safety Committee. Internally, the FAA predicted that MCAS could cause the 737 MAX to crash 15 times over 30 years, causing 2,900 deaths. Wait, what? Yeah, so the FAA is like, oh, fuck, and they're doing their own they're doing their own predictions and modeling and stuff, and, uh, yeah, they, they predicted that it would crash every two years if, if, wow. if unfixed. In December 2018, Boeing fronted the FAA with a presentation meant to justify the design implementation of MCAS. In that presentation, Boeing argued that MCAS was not a new technology, so it didn't require intense scrutiny. They apparently used, quote, questionable math to downgrade the system's risk classification system. 
and dismissed a hypothetical situation wherein MCAS could cause a catastrophic nosedive. This being despite the Lion Air crash, which they said, quote, appropriate flight crew action would have been able to save the aircraft. Dude, what fucking assholes? Holy shit, just fix the issue. So they are literally deflecting blame on everybody except Ah, but what if they're right? They use questionable maths, though. Dude, that's, is that like dream maths? <laughs> when he was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he was Dude, they got dreams lawyer, yeah. man. They got his, his astrophysicist. His math lawyer. Yeah. It was later revealed in 2016 Boeing had sought FAA approval to remove any mention of MCAS from its aircraft operating manual, which the FAA approved. So, why do you guys reckon they didn't want any of this talk about MCAS in any form? Like, why why didn't they want it in the manual and stuff? Why didn't they want the pilots to know about a system that the planes are using? Well, because it proves that their planes are fucked, right? Well, that, but remember, they, they, um... (laughs) They wanted airlines to be under the uh, interpretation that the 737 MAX was exactly the same as the NG. And they wanted... Well, they basically wanted the pilots to not have to do any extra training. Oh, yeah. So, they're covering up that there's this new system and trying to downplay its role. So, to justify the fact that pilots would only need to do two hours extra training yeah like it just reminds you like doing training on an ipad it just reminds you of doing like the red space training at red rooster <laughs> like on the computer and it's just like okay yeah, you don't learn like anything. For, for learning a new promotion at red rooster okay that's kind of okay i mean everyone no one really paid attention yeah. and I, but then to do that for like a plane, <laughs> a plane and then not yeah. even have the relevant information so let, let's just like recap what's happened so far. So let's recap. I had seven cheese, 180 <laughs> grams of cheese. I had uh, a glass of red cordial. Sweating, and I also ate a combination of crunchy nut and Milo Duo in a very big bowl. Now, am I bulking? Yes. <laughs> Are you bulging? Probably. I don't know. I've had to. I pulled my tra- I pulled my track pants like up over my belly button. You know, like that one to like. Mm. Make it like less strenuous on your on my big belly. All right, uh, let's uh, let's. Recap. And look, hold up, hold up, hold. Up. I want I want everyone to be making very perfectly clear. I'm not eating the 180 grams of cheese as a snack. Okay, I'm bulking. All right, it hurts. I don't want to eat. He's this bulging. Uh, is right. you, are you bulging? He's got a yeah. big bulge. I'm in like his the opposite of a. Uh, He's like Trump in the <laughs> it's cartoons. Aching. I'm like the opposite of a boxer before the weigh-in and how they have to eat tomatoes for dinner and shit because they're like they don't want to like pick up any weight. Yeah, they they like not drink water for the last 24 hours or something. Yeah, they won't drink water and they'll have like a single tomato for dinner or something like that. Like just to if they did the weigh-in like just before the fight, they'd be so fucked. <laughs> um. All right. So again. Boeing, they had the 737. It's it's a fucking. It sells like hotcakes. They're the next generation. Yeah, they had the next it generation. Sick. It was the highest selling plane ever. The 737. But then Airbus, their their European rivals are all like, no, 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 we got this new plane. It's more fuel efficient. It can have more passengers. It's gonna save you twenty percent every time it flies. And then Boeing is like, shit, we need to get us one of them. So they do 24% and they're like, it sounds too good to be <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, everyone's like, whoa, it's the same shit. It doesn't need any more extra training. This is the plane uh, well, we our need. Our pilots are ready. But secretly, they've installed, this, well, not secretly, but- But secretly. Yeah, they've installed yeah. this new software. They haven't told anybody with that can basically make the plane nosedive for, for 10 seconds at a time and the pilots can't get out of it unless they're trained to do that. 
but Boeing has has removed any reference to that training from there. Because they wanted people to buy it, so because they think they don't have to train their pilots. You know what it sounded like to me? What? If it wasn't for Airbus, this never would have happened. You ever thought about this? Okay, so like they wouldn't have had to push themselves to such a limit, like this family-owned business or whatever, this small... (laughs) 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 This small business wouldn't have had to push itself so far and broken these regulations if it wasn't for the pressurings of this major European corporation. (laughs) So at this point, what would you guys do? If you were the if you were the fucking regulators, would you want- dude like like I wouldn't be in this position like <laughs> I just it wouldn't be me anymore if I was in this position like you only get to these positions yeah, because true, you're the person who's willing to make those calls. Yeah, true. Well, Reg, okay, Reg, he wants the he wants an airline. Would you be keeping? I want an airline. <laughs> would you keep on flying <laughs> these fucking planes? I mean, what? I'm- <laughs> What's the mortality rate? <laughs> It was twenty nine. It was two thousand nine hundred. A crash every two years. <laughs> two thousand nine hundred people. Well, I mean, like, look, if I could, if I could make it so that crash had no one on it, <laughs> then I wouldn't be. I'd only be losing a plane, right? Yeah, but what? When is the flight gonna have no one on it? It's gonna have at least. Well, I mean, I'll get the Oracle it. or something to <laughs> help me along on that one. Get some. But where, where, where I see it, right? Is if I. If I was that rich, I could probably send someone out to like every palm reader in the entire world, right? And then I, I would just, I'd just, uh, I'd just take the average. All right, so we got, we've got, uh, we've got Martin saying that he would never even be in the position to make the decision as to whether the seven three seven Max should fly. And we've got Reg saying the decision should be left to psychics. <laughs> not, no, 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 not just psychics, also Psych- mathematics, right? So you'd take empirical, what the psychics say. empirical psychics. <laughs> You take what the you take what the psychics say. You get all the information from all of those guys, and then you would you know do a bell curve, and you'd find the average. And once you had the average, you just would you just send the plane up with no one, <laughs> except maybe one guy or something. I don't know. Uh, okay, I don't know what you're trying to say, but <laughs> again, I, what was nothing was changed at this point. The seven three seven kept flying just as as normal, but that that would change. About uh, three months later, with Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. If it was only one airline, so say I had the only airline and this happened, do you think it would make a big, it'd be a big deal? Yeah, it would be a big deal. You'd have to well, change but it's a bunch like, of shit. I wouldn't have to change shit because I'm the only airline. Yeah, but you'd still have to reschedule a bunch of stuff and, you know. If I was in the airline, then I wouldn't have to change shit because, like, where else are they going to, like, where, where you, how are you going to go? Are you going to uh, take the you're, cruise you're ship? saying it from if a, I had a monopoly What are you going to do about it type thing? Yeah, if, yeah, if I had a monopoly on airlines, yeah. on aeroplanes, yeah, just in aeroplanes in general, then fucking what are they going to do about it? Sometimes they crash. I think your it's industry like, would die, right? Yeah. Well, you nah, know, when, when I don't a, think it would. When a car crash, you don't sue Honda, do you? You know? I mean, you do if it was Depends the uh, if, if the, it was the air, yeah. airbag. The- yeah, but not if Honda was the only car maker. Then they'll just say then never have another car again. Uh, okay, so we got a, a, a megalomaniac and ANCAP <laughs> airline CEO here. Never let this guy have an airline. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like so please. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna take a piss. Uh. For the next three minutes, Reg complains about how much cheese he ate, then debates with himself on what is the best cereal before beginning to insult Jake completely unprompted. Oh, I'm so full. I'm so fucking full, man. Wait, wait, you got the right Milo one? I really like the Milo one. To be honest, I think just a well-made bowl of wheat things. I think you have a taste for shit, man, you know. 
All right, I've got a beer now, so I'm ready to get political. Hold up, hold up. I'm telling, <laughs> I'm, I'm roasting Jay. What? I think that you have, um, kind of like a childlike brain at times when it comes to like enjoying cereals or candies or yeah. Soda. Well, you know what? You have a childlike dick. Anyway, let's go. Yeah, on. but that doesn't affect. <laughs> Dude, my I, I I have like I I don't know why, but when I I don't know at what age, but late teens, I just completely lost interest in like candy and that kind of stuff. Hmm. Well, JJ was saying that the best cereal ever is Lucky Charms. I said that's only because it's for kids and has the marshmallows in it. Wait, so you wouldn't even enjoy like a chocolate bar now? Uh like like. Like the like for example the snacks I don't really like sweet snacks mm. like there is some chocolate sometimes, um but like I don't know I I just prefer like a nice meal mm. like much more than like like snacks in general. I mean I'm not I'm look I I don't know about the last two years but like I can definitely say that Martin since like from eighteen onwards you definitely ate a lot of fucking <laughs> sweets. I'd watch I'd watch you eat entire bags of peanut M and M's. But like straight up like sweets and candies, like I just have no interest in them anymore. Yeah. I I never have interest in chips. I'll eat I'll buy some chips, be like, I'm gonna fucking eat these later when I want some snacks. I just never feel like eating the chips. I eat like a box of shapes a week. I uh, love shapes. Shapes are great. Shapes, shapes are, are like great. probably one mm. of the best fucking like carb based treat you can get, I reckon. Barbecue shapes. I'll, I'll eat an entire box of those a week. Probably two boxes a week. All right, let's get into this. But I have the magic body. I'm like the magic pudding. I never I never gain weight. I, w- I really want you to one day get real chubby. All right. Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. So Ethiopian Airlines is the flag carrier airline of Ethiopia. It is wholly owned by the nation's government, and it is the largest airline in Africa. Overall, Ethiopian Airlines is rated as having a good safety record. But I've got to mention this. So while I was doing research on the history of Ethiopian Airlines, I saw that their latest incident was on April 4th, 2021, um, when a Boeing 737 Next Generation on route to Zambia accidentally landed at the wrong airport. <laughs> <laughs> An unopened one that was still under construction. Oopsies. Yeah. Wow, how does that happen, you know? I've no. That's, that's like uh, it's like it's like a soul plane type of thing, you know. Like the pilots are high or something like that, and we're like, oh man, it's just a Dude, VFR, bro. Ethiopian Airlines Flight three hundred two was a scheduled international flight from Addis Ababa in Ethiopia to Nairobi in Kenya, one thousand one hundred fifty seven kilometer trip with an average flight time of one hour and thirty nine minutes. Uh, it was scheduled to depart at eight thirty a.m on March 10th, 2019. The plane used was a Boeing 737 MAX 8. It had been manufactured in October 2018, and at the time of this flight, it was about four months old. The captain of Flight 302 was Yared Gedichu. He was 29 years old, with 4,120 hours of experience flying 737s, and like Barbie Sunja at Lion Air, he was the youngest captain of the airline and had become the airline's youngest captain ever a few years prior at age 27. Age six. Whoa. <laughs> it's like we, Doogie Howser. We got the baby captain. <laughs> he don't need any training. <laughs> oh, no. Mayday, mayday. We got a poopy diaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he, um, he was born in Kenya in 1989. His dad was a cosmetic surgeon and his mom a doctor. He was the second youngest of six children, and he was engaged to another pilot. His co-pilot was 25-year-old Ahmed Noor Mohamed Noor, a recent graduate from the Ethiopian Airlines Academy. 
he had 207 hours experience flying 737s. Fuck, that's shit all. This guy needs to get his hours up. Ahmed Noor was the son of a small business owner. He was from the small eastern Ethiopian city of Dawa. He was said to be insanely studious, which was unusual in Dawa because most of his peers apparently preferred relaxing and chewing on narcotic leaves called cat that grow in eastern Ethiopia. He was known by fellow students at university for undertaking 17-hour study sessions in the library. Do you reckon those are the leaves that the pandas get on? No, I don't no, think. I don't think there's any. Is that bamboo pandas. leaves? Yeah, I think. I know because they're, they're always like chilling out way too hard. You ever <laughs> notice that? <laughs> but they're not. They're not harmless pandas. They're yeah, pretty harmless. Really? I don't I know. That like, like if you if you got vicious. one eat, like ramped up enough, yes, it's also like got like fucking double your body mass on you and has claws. But like they're very non-aggressive animals, as far as I know. It had only been a month since Muhammad Noor's first paycheck from Ethiopian Airlines, which he had used to rent his first ever apartment and to support his family back home. There were 149 passengers and eight crew members on board EA Flight 302, and it took off at 8.38am. As its wheels left the runway, something happened to the plane's AOA sensor, possibly a bird strike, and it was after only a minute that the pilots relayed a flight control problem to air traffic control. At 8.40, the captain disengaged autopilot and took manual control of the plane. Shortly afterwards, the MCAS system activated causing the plane's nose to dip for nine seconds, during which the aircraft began to lose altitude. And all these following events happened over about two minutes. The pilots wrestled with the yoke and managed to prevent the nose from lowering further, but they were still losing altitude. MCAS then activated itself again, causing the nose to once again pitch down, prompting the pilots to disable an electrical system, which also disabled MCAS. But in turning off the electrical system that powered MCAS, they could now no longer electronically control the plane's rear stabilizer from the switch on their yokes, so the plane's nose was stuck in a downwards position. The pilots attempted to manually reset the stabilizer into a neutral position by physically cranking its wheel, but it was being held in place by strong aerodynamic forces caused by the engines being at full power during takeoff. So I, I looked at this and, and the wheel they had to crank was like at their feet, so it's almost like a bike pedal or some shit. And apparently, like, it is physically exhausting to do this. Well, yeah, because it's, like, it being yeah. acted on by, like, the yeah, like, forces outside yeah. the plane, the air tra- traveling through it yeah. and over it and shit. They have to over overcome all that yeah. fucking force. Phys- like, physically. The pilots could not reset the stabilizer, and they requested permission from ATC to return to the airport, as they were still losing altitude and traveling at a dangerously high speed. The request was approved, and the pilots turned the plane to head back to the airport, the captain instructing his co-pilot to pull up on his yoke in an attempt to stop losing altitude. But this would not work, so they switched back on the electrical system in hope that it would allow them to reset the stabilizer. But doing this reactivated MCAS, which once again pitched the nose of the plane down even further. At 8.44am, six minutes after takeoff, Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 crashed into the ground at the speed of 1,100 kilometers per hour, killing every person on board instantly and creating a crater 90 foot wide and 120 foot long. Surely at this point, this is like criminal, like negligence, right? At the very least. Yeah, <laughs> surely. Like they've, what, they've like lied to regulators. They've fucking, they've done everything they can to shift blame onto every other possible source. They they essentially lobbied to get the MCAS system hidden from yeah. like 
Oh my god. And they basically tried to blame it on an Indonesian airline being shoddy at the start. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. You know what happens next? Boeing gets grounded. Oh no. Why won't everyone think of the shareholders? Reactions were, as you can imagine, immediate. On the day of the crash, Boeing released a generic public statement of sympathy and said that they were sending out a technical team to assist at the crash site. And I, I was like, I was going to quote it, but it is literally just, we express our sympathy to the families and passengers. It's, it, was, it is the most generic public apology I've ever seen. A substantial number of Flight 302's passengers had been on their way to a UN environmental assembly where a minute of silence would be observed for the victims of the crash. Ethiopian Parliament ruled March 11th as a day of national mourning. The day after the crash, China, which was also the country with the most 737 MAXs in service, was the first country to order a grounding of all of them in its airspace, followed by Indonesia the same day, and many more on March 12th, including Australia, the UK, and the entire EU. America was initially hesitant to ground the MAX, saying that there was no reason to. President Donald Trump said he had spoken to Boeing's CEO, Dennis Mullenberg, who had assured him that the 737 MAX was a safe airplane. This phone call was in response to Trump tweeting, Airplanes are becoming far too complex to fly. Pilots are no longer needed, but rather computer scientists from MIT. I see it all the time in many products. All this for great cost, yet very little gain. I don't know about you, but I don't want Albert Einstein to be my pilot. I want great flying professionals that are allowed to easily and quickly take control of a plane. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> he just ran. <laughs> He's like, yes, I am an expert on planes. I don't want Albert Einstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, I, I like how he's like, oh, don't worry, I spoke to the guy who's yeah, he's he's like, yeah, to profit from this, and he they're said fine. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nonetheless, the FAA grounded all MAX aircrafts in America on March 13th, 2019, and revoked its airworthiness certificate, which, at the time, the FAA had allowed Boeing to issue itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So they What's had, the point? What's the point of this? They, they had an agreement with Boeing that they could just give their own planes airworthiness. Like, they could- What is actually the point? It makes know. it worthless. Uh, by the end of the week, the 737 MAX was grounded worldwide, and Boeing cut its manufacturing by a fifth because it didn't have enough storage anymore because people weren't buying the planes. In April, a video published to YouTube titled- Boeing, sorry for lives lost in 737 MAX accident. Boeing, through CEO Dennis Mullenberg, conceded for the first time that MCAS had, at the very least, contributed to a, quote, chain of events that caused the crashes of Lion Air Flight 610 and Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. We at Boeing are sorry for the lives lost in the recent 737 MAX accidents. These tragedies continue to weigh heavily on our hearts and minds and we extend our sympathies to the loved ones of the passengers and crew on board Lion Air Flight 610 and Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. All of us feel the immense gravity of these events across our company and recognize the devastation to the families and friends of the loved ones who perished. Why did he decide to film that 
in a fucking garage. Because <laughs> it's probably meant to show that they're working hard on trying to fix them or something. He's out there getting his hands dirty. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, he's obviously not a fucking mechanic. Look at the fucker, right? Like, <laughs> get out of there. It's loud as well. Why are you fucking doing it, man? <laughs> so, while the groundings of the 737 MAX were warmly welcomed by pilots, air staff, and safety advocates... It was lamented in the private sector, with airlines demanding compensation from Boeing for mass disruptions to their schedules. And it was also lamented by some in the US government. Republican Congressman Sam Graves saying at a House Aviation Subcommittee hearing that the crashes were the fault of poorly trained Indonesian and Ethiopian pilots, and that, quote, Pilots trained in the US would have been successful on both jets. Dude, get fucked. Like, what is this shit? <laughs> so I'm guessing he has literally just been lobbied by Boeing. Like he, yeah. he's on the he's on the subcommittee. Into- Dude, it's like you know you ever watch like esports, right? Like on like a, on uh, Twitch, mm. and like someone someone like whiffs a shot, and then all the comments are like, oh, "Check his bank account," <laughs> you know. But like, actually, do it yeah. for this guy, please. Like when he said that, yeah. he would have got like at least ten yeah. G's. Over the following months, it would come out that Boeing engineers began to realize that they had unknowingly lied to safety regulators about the MAX 737. Oopsies. And leaked internal messages from the period 2015 to 2018 began to surface. Here are some of them. August 2015, in reference to dealing with the safety regulator. I just Jedi mind tricked these fools. I should be given $1,000 every time I take one of these calls. I saved the company a sick amount of cash. (laughs) September 2016. This is a joke. This airplane is ridiculous. Fix one thing, break three others. February 2017. Amazing what a brown envelope can achieve. It isn't anywhere near as it would appear to be reading the report. The FFA were neither thorough nor demanding and failed to write up many issues. And the lies. The damn lies. April 2017. This airplane is designed by clowns, who in turn are supervised by monkeys. If you Google Boeing designed by clowns, Google answers Boeing Max 737 because of this quote. February 2018. Would you put your family on a Max with a simulator trained pilot? I wouldn't. May 2018. I'll be shocked if the FFA passes this turd. What are these? Are these just comments? These are like leaked internal, you know, like in like how um, workplaces have like an internal emailing thing yeah, and shit. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Also in May 2018. I still haven't been forgiven by God for the covering up I did last year. Can't do it one more time. The pearly gates will be closed. What the fuck? Jeez, that's <laughs> so. Yeah, that that is like three years worth of comments by people who are working supposedly to make these airplanes safe. Pretty fucked up, eh? You're <laughs> so fucked up. Why didn't I hear about it? Because <laughs> you don't read. I do read. Yeah, you read a uh, fucking Harry Potter, you loser. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> fucking loser. This guy reads Harry Potter uh, fan I fictions. don't. I don't. In October 2019, Boeing CEO Dennis Mullenberg was called to testify to Congress. Families of the victims attended the sessions, carrying pictures of their lost relatives. During the questioning, it was established that Boeing knew two years before the MAX was declared airworthy, that MCAS had a critical point of failure, and that after the Lion Air crash, Boeing knew of internal concerns that MCAS was the cause, but refused to ground the planes. When asked by Senator Ron Johnson why Boeing did not ground the MAX after the Lion Air crash, Dennis Mullenberg replied, quote, Senator, 
I think about that decision over and over every day. If we knew everything that we do today, we would have made a different decision. No, he wouldn't, because he already knew everything yeah. that he knew that day. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you guys um, remember that scene in Futurama where it's like, presidential candidate Ron Johnson, yeah. and his other presidential <laughs> candidate, John Ronson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one interaction from the hearing that uh, we've got it here, because I think it's pretty great. Let me ask you this, Mr. Muellerberg. You said you're accountable. What does accountability mean? Are you taking a cut and pay? Are you working for free from now on until you can cure this problem? These people's relatives are not coming back. They're gone. Your salary's still on. Is anybody at Boeing taking a cut or working for free to try to rectify this problem like the Japanese would do? Congressman, uh, it's not about the money for me. That's not why I came to Are you college. giving up any money? Congressman. My uh, board will conduct a comprehensive review. That's so you're saying you're not giving up any compensation at all. You're continuing to work and make $30 million a year after this horrific two accidents that caused all these people's relatives to go, to disappear, to die. You're not taking a cut in pay at all? Congressman, again, our board will make those determinations. You're not accountable then. You're saying the board's accountable. Congressman, I am accountable, sir. I mean... Wow. I don't know who's side to take. <laughs> Fucking $30 million. He has a salary of $30 million. Yeah, I mean, he, why do you think I want to get into the airline business? <laughs> you know, I don't know who's side to take, because fucking he didn't let him talk. He wants to know what he wanted to say, but like, he wouldn't let him. He's all like, fucking... He just, he, just, he just retreated to, like, pre, yeah. pre-planned, like, responses. That but we don't know that, because didn't the question. Well, you heard, you heard the response. We heard, we heard like the first second of a response. Like he just started talking about say. the board and yeah. that he was accountable. Like it wasn't an answer. I'm just saying, I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to say that's what he started talking about just because he mentioned that word and then got cut off instantly after that point. So his, uh, he did get his thirty million dollars salary, and uh, the only change was that he declined to take a bonus that year. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's big shit. I mean, like, I don't know why he wouldn't have just automatically done that. To, like, the first thing you should do in, like, you know, corporate damage fucking control. damage control is just be like, yeah, no, I'm not... Like, you got you got $30 million last year. Do you really need another $30 million this year? Like, fucking just give it away. Right. That's what I always think, but, yeah. The lifestyle creep, bro. Yeah, man, maybe he's a serial gambler or something. He's <laughs> He's got, like, 20 billion supercars. Maybe he's a serial killer. I mean, he kind of is, Whoa. to be honest. Why is he mad? <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. I could get in trouble. Um, who? Who's gonna who's gonna get you in trouble? The the Dennis, Dennis Mullenberg. You might hear yeah. this. No, no, school. Dennis Mullenberg stands. Yeah. Look, if, if Dennis Mullenberg <laughs> sued us over the oh, fact that we true, talked actually. about him in yeah, the Boeing Max true. disaster, like he wouldn't even touch this. He that's would be true. so dumb to do that. Well, okay, I'll say this. He this guy has blood on his hands, for real. Yeah. Definitely. We we could say whatever we fucking want about him. Your head's shaped like cock. <laughs> Tell you like that, huh? Can't thirty million dollars a year don't change that, Mister Cockhead? You know, like, what are you gonna do about it? Sue me. Yeah, actually do it though. Yeah, yeah. actually sue him. <laughs> um, sue me. In December 2019, Mullenberg resigned as the CEO of Boeing. Uh, the Max was grounded for the entire rest of 2019 and the vast majority of 2020. Over that time, Boeing released software updates for the MCAS system and changed the directives to require extra pilot training in a flight simulator to become certified to fly the MAX. In September 2020, a congressional investigation would eventually report that Boeing had serious issues with its safety culture. 
the investigation calling it a, quote, culture of concealment and that the regulatory system was, quote, fundamentally flawed. That was the regulatory system that the FAA allowed Boeing to regulate itself with. But this regulatory authorization has since been revoked. So all I'm hearing is that the, the like, the punishment for you know, killing, was it like 300 people or whatever, mm. or causing their deaths, yeah. was they no longer got to re- regulate themselves. That is basically they it, yeah. lost sales. Like, that's, man, uh, whatever. So, the MAX was in late 2020 and through 2021 reapproved by most of the world's aviation safety regulators, though each individual aircraft required mandatory updates before they were allowed to fly. American Airlines was the first US airline to resume flights on the 737 MAX on December 29th, 2020. Boeing settled to pay $2.5 billion for misleading and hiding information from safety regulators, was charged with $243 million in criminal penalties, $1.77 billion to airlines affected by the groundings, and established a $500 million crash victim beneficiary fund. So overall, they had losses of a... Eighty billion dollars. Wow. Okay. So, so like, they lost a lot of money. They lost like yes. ten years of profit or something. They lost eighty billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a story of the seven three seven max. One one question for you guys: Would you fly on a seven three seven max today? Yep. You would. Yep. Martin. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I probably. I fly, <laughs> fly, fly on whatever they give me. That's the cheapest. So. Yeah. I'd pr- I'd be nervous though. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but you're nervous about anything. You're nervous about fucking stepping in the shower. Like, I wonder why these engineers, uh, like those quotes we read from them, like, why didn't one of them sort of, like, I, I guess, you hey, know, whistleblower yeah. protection yeah, in that's the US kind of is the, awful as well. It's you kind of the whole whistleblower thing, right? Like, that's, um, you know, you, you lose your job. You probably, it, it's a, it's a monopoly. Boeing have a monopoly on, um, aerospace manufacturing in america so you wouldn't be able to really get a job anywhere else like yeah you'd probably just be a bit fucked if you were in that i mean you'd lose your insurance things like that like you know like and you'd probably just it probably wouldn't even get out that far you know like a very big powerful company would probably get you know in front of a rug somewhere along the lines here's a question for our uh, engineer listeners because i know we have a few what would you have done yeah, can you make yeah. a plane good? <laughs> would you would you just like cry yourself to sleep every night, or would you have quit, or what? Alright, well, I think I think that's the show for us today. Let us know whether you like this episode or not, because you know we're still getting our foot in, working out what type of stuff to cover. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, once again, follow us on Why They Mad Pod at on Instagram. Uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Leave us a review on Apple. Tell your friends, family about us. You know, especially if you hate us and you want to suffer hi guys we'll see you next week bye 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 why you have to be mad why you have to be mad why you have to be mad right in front of me